0: quick come up with something funny to say
1: hello yo oh that's really cool
0: somehow i think you're lying Uh
2: uh-huh oh fail Ah! bad philosophy episode 47 recorded on october 4th 2009 a big to-do about woo Hello, everyone. welcome and one to Bad Philosophy, upsetting the balance of reality, one rabbit trail at a time since last year in August, and we are here for episode 47. Uh, we've got on the show for the first time with us, Jay Killo from the Career Center. Uh, Jay, why don't you go ahead and, uh, since this is your first time on Bad Philosophy, tell mm-hmm. all of our viewers and listeners out there a little bit about yourself.
3: Okay. Well, my name is Jay. Uh, I'm Associate Director here in University Career Services. I'm from Clovis, New Mexico, graduated from tech with a bachelor and master's degree, uh, currently taking Ph.D. classes. I've been here for seven years, and I'm glad to be on the show. Yeah, well, we're glad to have you.
2: Um, sitting to Jay's left over here on the end is our tie into the chat room, uh, Jed Cummins, Numerono Fanboy. Uh, Jed, welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks. Uh, it's, I feel like it's been a while, but... Um, eh, it has for you, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, what was the last time we had you on here live?
1: I think it was the episode I... F- completely forgot the topic, but we recorded it over in the LDC. Portion.
2: Yeah, I think it was episode uh, forty forty-four. 44, so yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for, for coming back on the show. Of course. Um, Jed will be the one uh, letting us know whenever you people in the chat room have uh, something interesting to say, um, and we'll occasionally ask you all things throughout the show as well. Um, finally, joining us from the other side of the United States in Oxford, Ohio, Kevin Saunders. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> That's the Kevin we know and love. How are you doing today, man?
0: um I'm okay. I have beer and pizza, so Sweet. You know, the day's looking up. What are you drinking?
2: It looks like it's, it's an eating. import
0: from somewhere in Europe. It's called Punk IPA. Punk IPA? It is made by Brew Dog, which is a a brand of beer that was recommended to me by the one, the only Warren Ellis. Huh. Uh, actually, it's the Warren Ellis. There's apparently two. One plays music, and one plays. Not plays. Writes, comic books and things. This is from the one that writes comic books. But okay. he recommended it to me because I gave it to him for free. Oh. And I'm not sure if I like it yet, but I realize there's, there's a Best Buy date on it of seven seven oh nine. Oh. And so that. that could be why I'm not sure if I like it yet.
2: <laughs> well, um, we thank you for for joining us on the show, Kevin. And uh, today we are going to be talking about something which we have mentioned a few times on the show before, which is the Gallup Strengths Finder assessment and the StrengthsQuest Quest uh, program in general. Um, since I've only used it, uh, and Jed has only used it, but Jay, you use it and get paid. To show, how, show other people how to use it, right. um, I'm going to defer to you. Okay. Um, why don't you go ahead and give us about a five-minute long background on StrengthsQuest and the StrengthsFinder assessment.
3: Okay. Um, from what I've learned, Gallup, uh, the Gallup uh, poll, same company, uh, they basically have been interviewing highly successful people for the past 50 years, roughly. And they started noticing differences in, in certain types of people. Um, Uh, there were some people who were thriving in their environments. Um, And when I say environments, you know, farmers, ranchers, teachers, engineers, athletes, basically any profession that they uh, polled. And uh, through all these pollings, basically what they found is there were were certain people that rose to the top and other people who were just kind of complacent and never really loved their job. When they woke up in the morning, they didn't proclaimed to um, love what they were they weren't excited about what they were going to get to do that day and so Gallup this caught their interest and they figured out the people who um, were the the top achievers the the people who thrived in their environments were people who got to use their natural talents Uh, people who use their uh, um, just natural um, learned selves basically in their jobs versus people who are always trying to spin their wheels to be something they're not Hmm. um and so basically in 1999-2000 time frame, uh, uh, psychologist Marty Seligman um, at the APA conference in Washington, I believe it was, uh, stood up in front of hundreds of psychologists at the mm-hmm. national conference and said, basically, what we've been doing as a profession is wrong. Ooh. <laughs> yep. Um, it did not win over many other professional psychologists, but he basically said, we've been trying to fix people for decades uh, we need to be focusing on what 's right with people, mm-hmm. and so dr Seligman is is kind of the the godfather of positive psychology hmm. um, and he basically partnered with um, Gallup CEO and Don Clifton, who at the time who was the the gallup i mean i 'm sorry the CEO of Gallup and they basically um, marty Dr. Seligman said, we need to figure out what." strengths people have we need to define these strengths uh and make an assessment out of it and and don said you know we've been studying that for 50 years so we've got the data and so let's make it into an assessment and that's where StrengthsFinder was born um basically with the combination of gallup's research and dr seligman's kind of push forward and then there were some other gentlemen not only don clifton but um oh his name is is uh, escaping me at this point but uh there were some other pioneers of the day who, who, who wrote the books. Um, first, break all the rules. Now, know your strengths, mm-hmm. and then strengths quest.
2: And so, um, the assessment that they created now is available for pretty much anyone to take. Right? Um, it's twenty dollars for the assessment, unless you're part of like an institution or a company. Um, but like we here at Texas Tech have access to it through the career center. Right. Um, so, how is it sort of how is it sort of used? Like, what is the point be beyond- out? Behind the Strengths Finder assessment,
3: basically, it's uh, the mission of it is to discover, develop, and apply your strengths in Mm -hmm. academics, career, and beyond. Um, That's the 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 mission statement that StrengthsQuest has. The development or the discovery part is just identifying strengths. But recent research has shown that if you only discover your strengths and you never develop them or apply them in your workplace or your home environments, um, it really doesn't do anything for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Anybody can take an assessment online, identify a couple of strengths, and go, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's me. But then if you don't do anything with it, it kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. And so the whole developing and applying part is what's very important to strengths.
2: So – most of us here, actually, I think all of us here, have uh, taken the the Strengths Finder mm-hmm. assessment, and uh, what it does is it it spits out mm-hmm. um, five of your your top five themes, right? Correct. Um, every person has these thirty four themes that the uh, the Strengths Quest um, assessment goes off of, and uh, once it identifies your top themes. It then has a bunch of, like you said, um, uh, ways that you can build on them, right? Right. Um, so, for instance, mine are uh, input, learner, connectedness, achiever, and discipline. Uh, Jed's, yours are, are what again?
1: Input, learner, analytical, arranger, and achiever.
2: Okay. Um, and these are sort of, um, like, how would you describe uh, themes versus strengths versus mm-hmm. um, skills and that sort of thing? What's, what's the distinct, the distinctiveness there?
3: The themes are the, the 34 words, I guess, that Gallup has included in their assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, they've actually identified hundreds, I think, the numbers up into the 400s. Uh, but that assessment would take about nine hours to complete, <laughs> to identify the, 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 lower bottom feeder strengths or themes. And so they basically have named these 34, um, behaviors or characteristics that we have and we call them themes. Now a strength is, is defined by Gallup as consistent, near perfect everyday behavior in a specific environment or activity. Okay. But a skill or knowledge, you know, those things are acquired at some time. They, uh. You know, I, the story I tell is about my algebra in high school. You know, I was a good math student. I, I'm an input learner as well. And when I took math, I, underst- I like to uh, learn about the concepts. I made my A. Um, I have not taken a statistics class in a long time, and I have not taken any algebra uh, classes in a long time. And if you ask me to do some of the more complex um, equations, I probably... It was a skill I had for the time. I made my A. And yes, I learned some learning patterns behind it, but the skill is gone. Mm -hmm. Um, A strength is a combination of knowledge, skill, and talent. When you combine the natural talent in there that you're kind of born with and you combine the three things, that is what a strength is, which is the consistent, near-perfect everyday behavior.
2: Hmm. So it's kind of like a, kind of like a recipe, putting some things together to make a right um, one at the end. Well, something interesting you said there: um, the idea of a natural talent and putting that together with uh, these learned skills uh, into into what becomes a strength mm-hmm. um, is an interesting, I would say, I guess, philosophical observation on the part of, of the Gallup organization on Clifton's part and uh, what was the other guy's name.
3: Um, Well, I just remembered it was Chip Anderson and Don Clifton wrote the first book, but Dr. Marty Seligman Mm -hmm. is the psychologist who's known as kind of the godfather of positive psychology. Okay.
2: But one thing we we run across all the time in the the philosophical literature is is the debate between whether... whether who you are, whether your your strengths and your weaknesses are a product of, of how you're born, mm-hmm. uh, of something that's that's kind of built into you from the get go, mm-hmm. or whether you learn those, you know, nature versus nurture. Sure. Um, so the the Strengths Finder assessment kind of it assumes a little bit of both, right? You have some things that are talents that mm-hmm. are with you from when you're born, but you also have some things that are a product of your environment. Uh, right. You know, you're born into a good family uh, teaches you certain things versus others. It's kind of a, an interesting notion there. And, I mean, what if, um, what if you run across someone who's, who, say, uh, believes that there's, there's, no, there's nothing innate. When you're born, you're a blank slate. Uh-huh. Uh, everything is learned. Uh-huh. So these, these strengths that you've developed are purely a product of your nurture. Uh-huh. Um, some things may go back farther than others, uh-huh. but uh, there's nothing that goes back all the way. Right. Um, how, would, how would you respond to that?
3: Well I mean it's so it's it to me it is a it's a mix there's nothing 100% either way nurture or nature. Mm-hmm. And so somebody who says you're a clean slate 100% uh you know I think that uh, then why can't a person have all 34 of these strengths at the same intensity? Yeah, you know or more. You know why why you know we could put a the 34 number just because that's the, the nature of the assessment but uh, you know I think there are some things a person is, is going to thrive at. And there's other things that we're going to, uh, really not thrive or just really crumble at, hmm. um, in our working world. You know, I think, uh, I always ask the, my students, you know, what is your story? You know, what are, what do you really thrive at? But what are, what are environments where you really, uh, wither and die? That's one of the quotes of uh, Parker Palmer yeah. from let your life speak. Um, you know, if, if you were made to give a presentation in front of a thousand people, would that make you vomit and throw up and give you the, you know, to where you do it never you, anybody could do it, but it just really makes you nauseous. And you say, I'd never want to do that again. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's a clue to maybe not get a job as a professional presenter. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> unless you just really love it, if it really makes you thrive and, and you, you know, it's a natural high for you, then mm-hmm. pursue it, you know, but I'm really
2: curious about, about how we, we do get to that point. Um, Kevin, I, I want to get your opinion on this: uh, nature, nurture. What plays more of a role? Um,
0: I don't know about that, but I know that, and I, I bet Gallup would agree with me. Knowing your strengths affects how you use them, which, which to me implies that maybe a little bit of both. You know, maybe these are innate abilities, or, or you know, ability, knowledge, skill, all that mixed together. That little math equation that Jay does, but once you've identified your strengths. You, you, maybe you don't learn something new about yourself, but you see it in a new light. Right. And that has the ability to... I mean, that changes your behavior, which I think is part of the goal. Because um, the, the one that, that struck me the most was Maximizer, as far as my strengths go. Um, we should have lifted, listed off of the top our top five, but I'm analytical, input, intellection, Maximizer, and command. And Maximizer wasn't one that I, w- I would have expected... Because it's a situation where I don't I don't generally judge things on quality, or at least I, I try not to, because quality is a subjective terminology. Oh, that's, that's the But I, other but day. I noticed <laughs> that if, if, if something is severely broken, and I've I've discovered this, that you know it is it would take years and tons of effort to fix to make it good. I'm not interested in it. Hmm. However, the little tweaks little thinking making something excellent is something that I really enjoy doing, and strengths quest helped me identify that, and now I'm more aware of that as a situational circumstance hmm.
2: well well Jenna I, I want to get you to weigh on in, in on this too so thoughts on on nature nurture strengths quest um i
1: I'd say for me it's definitely more of a more of a nurture side of things i i would have to again agree with what jay said that you know i there's got to be something in there that's that comes from the the nature mm-hmm. as well but i think that nurture is you know 90% of the equation um i look at i had my parents take uh, strengths quest over the weekend actually they were here for Tech's family uh family weekend and we had sierra and i sierra my sister and i have known our our strengths, I took it a few years ago, and then she took it last year, her freshman year in college and uh, you know we've both been really interested in knowing what our parents were, but um, just I never had an extra code or whatever for them to take it, and finally got my hands on a few few extra codes from Gallup. I attended one of their trainings. Um, and got a few quotes from them, and had them take it, and we're actually talking about it on the chat room right now but um you know I just just looking at their at theirs, I think that even some some of the strengths that they have are kind of they i guess to use the terminology nurtured me into the type- into my strengths in in a way, so sure. I think that that's the biggest part of the equation. So
2: that the parents, it, well, the and, nurture and how they, in general, how yeah, they interact with you. Okay.
3: And I think two things, um, you know, my, I'm, I share three of these themes with my father. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I had him take strengths quest and he and I are exactly alike. a lot of people will recognize that in us that you're just like your father. I hear that a lot of times and mm-hmm. our number one strength is the same and two more are the same. Uh, and Kevin, I also want to mention on your part, um, I totally agree with what you said uh, because the discovery part I mentioned earlier is it, if you don't do anything with your strengths, um, it's, the discovery part doesn't really matter. I mean, people can identify a strength and it, and it won't necessarily help them. It can hurt them if they don't use it proactively or in the right way. If they don't like their strength, they can see it in a negative way. But um, Gallup recently, um, there's a researcher, a head scientist at Gallup named Shane Lopez and he's recently had some breakthrough research on um, development of strength and being individualized with your strengths. If you have a mentor there, um, and that mentor uh, um, individualizes you on that maximizer, and and y'all are on the same page with it, and and your intake of that maximizer is a good thing. Your mentor uh, gives you uh, ways to sharpen that strength. You know, then it can. Um, provide you in, with success, you know, in your classroom or uh, with your friends or family or whatever. Um, and they found that grades get better when individually mentored based on a strength uh, seen as individualized. Um, but that's that's really tough, finding a mentor that knows what strengths is, that is in tune with their own strengths to mentor you on your strengths. It's a, mm. it's a big recipe. Because um, it
2: certainly hasn't saturated yet. I mean, we, right. we still have, I, I think it's doing pretty well within the university realm. And mm. a little bit, within the corporate side, too. Uh, a friend of ours, Simon Ponder, recently went on a tour of Rackspace, and uh, they they have all their employees do quest. and they actually have um, <clears throat> sort of zones um, for for certain things, and one of them is a woo-free zone. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, woo is the, the winning others over strength, and uh, we've talked many times on this show about kind of how uh, Matt Legler is... Uh, he, he exemplifies it well because he's a um, very nice guy, um, very, very uh, good to get along with, but kind of hard to nail down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a it's kind of a flighty strength, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get to know everybody, but not right. really committing to any one person. Right. Um, it's my so, number one strength. It, by the it way. It is Jay's number one here. So,
3: um, and I agree yeah. with. I agree with what you're saying. <laughs> you're right. It is kind of a.
2: But so it, it is starting to work its way into the uh, into the academic and the professional mm-hmm. field. Um, but it's certainly not uh, universal. Uh, many of the incoming freshmen to tech from high school mm-hmm. have not tra- taken Strengths Quest. Mm-hmm. I mean, h- how many have any? coming oh. in and taking it
3: yes we um last year we issued out i want to say around six thousand um, codes well i mean before they came to tech had had any of the high school oh, I'm students taken it no
2: no so it's really
3: <clears throat> once they get 18 here. and up sort of thing it is it's i think the age range is might be 16 and up okay. uh, where they can take it but it's just not exposed or they're not this high school students aren't exposed to it uh, through the high school's budget or whatnot. There are pockets here and there of high schools that use it, I know of, um, but not a huge. I think on the university level it gets more mainstream. Okay. Um, but not before school.
0: I just discovered that Miami has it because I was curious. Okay. And so. You um, know.
3: If you go to. If, if you join Strength School at um, on Ning, mm-hmm. uh, they have a strengthschool.org, um, and there are some high school. Uh, teachers who who get on and, and post questions and ask things about what how they can use strengths in their high school classes so it's it's in high school but it's not dominant I don't think right
2: well so how how much do you see it kind of becoming um, a universal language in you will if you will like the same mm-hmm. sort of thing is Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. has sort of become a, a universal um, for just you know going in and being able to uh, to get a snapshot of a person mm-hmm. um, at a glance do you see Strengths Quest becoming that
3: I do. I th- StrengthsQuest, StrengthsFinder, uh, strengths in general is a baby movement, it's a baby assessment. Um, Myers-Briggs has been around for decades. Yeah. The Holland Codes have been around for decades, ways of identifying person's interests and, and whatnot. StrengthsQuest is nine, ten years old and um, there are still a lot of questions out there. People are just now uh, publishing dissertations uh, in their doctoral research on strengths. Um, a lot of the research that uh, Dr. Shane Lopez is heading up, he's, you know, really spurring on, you know, figuring out how we can identify strengths in in relation to hope. And so, uh, you know, he's he said in a recent webinar that if you have hope in college, it's a better predictor of a GPA than your ACT or SAT score hmm. from high school. If you have hope and um, and strengths can is ideally can provide that hope if they're, again, mentored and individualized. Yeah. Um, that can provide a student with some, uh, some hope that they can do well in college.
2: Yeah, that's a, it's interesting that you touch on the subject of hope because uh, we've had Dr. Webb on the show recently to talk about this same, same issue. And I think, Jed, you are on that show was, as well, right? Yes. Um, so, Jed, I'm curious. How do you see this sort of tying in with some of the things Dr. Webb talked about, about kind of world um, assistance and community involvement and so, such and so forth? Sure.
1: Um, Well, I think that, I mean, you mentioned a common language. And that's really a big thing that I've always felt was great about StrengthsQuest is uh, because I was able to, for example, in working with some people that I supervise, talk to them about, well, what are your top five strengths again? And, you know, say like, oh, well, do you feel like maybe this command and discipline are maybe not the best things for working with, you know, people who have I don't know a better way to say this, but more of the like touchy feely strings, you know, like <laughs> something like um, empathy or significance, mm-hmm. um, things like that, where very easy, easy to get your feelings hurt or something like that. Yeah. And I, I see a Person with command is somebody who could just walk all over that type of person, right? Because um, there so
2: are these sort of like uh, quadrants, categories you know, of strengths. Right. Um, I forget exactly what they are. There's like striving,
3: there's thinking, uh, strategic thinking, relationships. Okay, um, there You've you go. The four Impacting, right <laughs> you know, and command is an impact strength. So you're going to make an impact on somebody when you talk to them.
2: Yeah. So, Kevin, Kevin, what what are your thoughts on this in relation to the uh, to the episode with Doctor Webb?
0: Well, that was a long time ago.
2: <laughs> well, the ta- taking the, the whole idea of hope, though, like, um, I, I have to say, after taking Strength's Quest, it gave me a lot of self-knowledge, um, which is, is something that goes deep, deep back into all the way to uh, to Plato um, when it comes to philosophy. Because um, one of the, the points that, that um, Socrates in the writings of Plato says uh, in the Alcibiades is... In order to be successful, in the, in the case of the story, Alcibiades wants to be ruler of Athens. So he's trying to be president, essentially. And Socrates says, well, you're never going to get there uh, unless you know yourself. Um, and there was actually the, the oracle at Delphi had that saying, know thyself. And we sort of had this idea of, well, you, you know, you're never going to know the world. You're never going to be able to approach the world unless you know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and Strength's Quest is, is the latest iteration of how to do that. Um, it's scientifically based, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's credible, it's based on interviews, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but it still sort of has that air of, of, uh, of magic or of like Mm -hmm. horoscope-ish. Right. And, uh, so I, I mean, when I first, uh, took the test, I was kind of like, oh, you know, this is one like one of those quizzes on Facebook or something, you know, that tells you, you know, what color are you (laughs) and, you know, what does your name say about you? Um, Jay, I'm curious. How do you combat people who come into it like that, with that mm-hmm. sort of skepticism about the very idea of, of actual self knowledge at all?
3: Right. Now that's I get that a lot. Um, my recent uh, example of that, I had a, a freshman. Um, he was uh, in an engineering class, and we, we were doing quest, and I was going over the, you know, just kind of tipping the iceberg about what the philosophy of strengths was. He had a furrowed brow the whole time, looked at me as if to, you know, say, "This is a horoscope. This is silly." Yeah. <laughs> and um, anyway, about, you know, that afternoon, this was eight o'clock in the morning, uh, three or four o'clock in the afternoon. He was in our lobby here uh, where we're filming and I recognized him. I said, hey, weren't you in class this morning? And he said, I was. And he goes, I've got some questions for you. And I said, OK, come on back. <laughs> and he started firing away a million questions about quest. And I said, time out. What, what are your strengths? And he looked on his, he didn't remember him, but he looked on his sheet of paper and his first one was analytical. And I said, (laughs) and I said, time out. I said, what are you doing right now? And he goes, what do you mean? And he didn't know where I was going. I said, what are you doing right now? And he was and then it was like a light bulb that just went off and he was like, Oh,
1: I am analytical.
3: And I think he was, he was using his strength to analyze the assessment and call it a horoscope, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't looking in the mirror saying, you know,
2: saying, oh wow, it's actually right about me.
3: Yeah. Right, and then I went on to say, how many other students from your class do you see in the in the lobby? None, because analytical is a rarer strength. Not as many freshmen mm-hmm. have it. When we've done the frequency reports, and uh, he might have been one out of the twenty, you know, that was in that class that had that strength, and he he was motivated to come over here and ask questions based mm-hmm. on that strength. And I think it made a lot more sense to him uh, after that. Yeah. Uh, you see, see, like you have a comment on that, Jen?
1: Oh, well, I was just, uh, you mentioned that there's a frequency report for, uh, I assume, Tech's campus mm-hmm. specifically. Can you share what, you know, if, if Texas Tech were one person, what would our top five
3: right. strengths be? The top five, I know adaptability is number one.
2: Okay. Wow. So if
3: it, Which most, Brian has. Yeah, and Way that's not only on Tech's campus when we did our own frequency report of the freshman, but nationwide. Uh, among i think it 's uh, I think they did a nationwide uh, gallop pulled out just freshman age students maybe eighteen nineteen year olds and adaptability was number one I believe um, relator was up there high uh, achiever is oh, that, is mm-hmm. is always a high uh, strength up there? I can't remember the other f- two uh, to give you a five. I know that um, analytical was down in the bottom five. Okay. Wow! Um, or just least frequent. Yeah. It, I don't know if there's five, but analytical was one of the least frequent. Um, discipline was one of the least frequent. <laughs> I believe self assurance was one of the least. Self assurance. I've. I don't know that I've ever met anyone. I know
2: with- one or two. Um, and they are. I mean, you can pick them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the people that are are never stressed. No, I mean they are always. I know where I am. I know what I'm doing, and I know what I'm doing. I know what, it's right. Right. Basically. Um, and it's it's cool once you start to to learn more and more about strengths and identify the themes, how you can sort of pick them out in people even before you know their strengths. Mm-hmm. And, Jay, you're, you're one of the best at this. I mean, you could, after a few minutes of conversation with a person, right. if that, you can pull out, you know, I bet you're a I bet you're restorative. Right. You know, <laughs> and, and is that, that ability to know people, has that come in, in handy for you uh, now?
3: Well, I, you know, it, it's, it's definitely something just by working with this program over the past six years, uh, certain strengths, you'd start recognizing certain behaviors in people. That if right. they have that strength, they exhibit that behavior. But it's never—I don't ever assume. I don't ever try to—I I don't ever try to project onto a student. He must be a command, or she must be harmony, or right. You know, um, I'll ask the student first. I'll kind of in my head, you know, have my pre-my guesses of what they are. But then they—I always ask them and say, "What are your strengths?" And I'm surprised sometimes uh, that I totally yeah. am off. Um, but there are uh, a lot of times it's it's pretty easy to um, to guess a, a student's strengths.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, Jed, um, just one thing that came up in the chat room real quick is the question that I've heard almost every time that I've talked about StrengthsQuest is. Uh, so I get my top five. What about the other twenty yeah, nine? Um, and I think that what you had touched on at the very beginning of the show was, you know, that the the point of StrengthsQuest is to focus on what you're good at rather than mm-hmm. saying, well, like, oh, I wish I knew my bottom five so that way I could really work on getting those because, mm-hmm. you know, the point is is that you're already good at those those first five and, you know, it's very much, I guess, the Jim Collins good to great idea mm-hmm. where you can take those things that you're good at and really focus on those rather than trying to pull up the rest of the, you know, pull up those bottom five strengths, those things mm. that you...
2: Pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah, exactly.
1: I like the speed reading
0: analogy that Jay gives when I take the class that he that I have since taught um, on how improving, uh, you know, fixing weaknesses prevents failures and improving strengths creates greatness or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Jay knows the speed walking, or speed reading story better than I do. If you want to, yeah, want you tell us. the uh,
3: speed reading story. Okay, um, take for example, you've got a, a, a sample size of people, and you have them all uh, read for a minute. You you have them count their words after they're finished reading, and you separate them into average readers that average ninety words a minute, and then a few people will be above average readers that average three hundred and fifty words a minute. Okay, so you've divided the group. The goal uh, for the research, is to improve everybody's reading speed, to make everybody faster. And so we've separated the two, and we've given the uh, the average readers a speed reading course, a day-long mm-hmm. worth of skill and knowledge of how to speed read, right? So what happens after they retest, uh, after a the day, they, they improve to, do you remember how many, Kevin?
2: No. <laughs> they go I haven't up to taught the long. class in two years. There you go. They, so I have the two the two initial graphs here with my hands.
3: There you <laughs> exactly. go. The, the the first group uh, they improved from ninety to one hundred and fifty words a minute, so they got better and they found improvement, right? Um, but then the other group, the three hundred and fifty word a minute readers, they take the same speed reading course, and then they are retested. And what does their words per minute go up to goes up to i want to say it's a thousand isn't it it's like two thousand twenty nine hundred 2000, i believe yeah. but it's an exponential increase because they were already good at it and when we gave them some skill and knowledge on how to make it better they exponentially rise uh, you know and you could even branch that into other stories you know i think of myself in as a kid in piano lessons and in sports you know, in piano lessons, I couldn't, I'm a woo, I couldn't sit still. I wanted to, I wanted to be meeting people. Yeah, I wanted to be in a oh group God. full of piano players. You know, I didn't yeah. want to be just me and the teacher. <laughs> and I was, you know, I learned how to play a song at the recital. I was okay, I was not the stellar person. Give me a soccer ball as a six year old, seven year old. I was scoring, you know, more goals on anybody on the team because it was something that just came to me naturally. I think because I'm strategic is one of my strengths and also competitive. Mm. And so I like to compete and, and strategize. And I, it just came natural. Mm-hmm. And it exponentially got better as a soccer player as a kid. You know, but there's there, there's all kinds of examples you can give of that story. But I, I, that is a great example, Kevin. Yeah. So,
2: and, and I kind of like this idea of... Um, rather than just you know, sitting in our ivory towers and speculating about how people are and what makes them better, um, going out and actually doing research on what does make people better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it, it kind of speaks to that, that gap between uh, sociology, psychology, and pure philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, philosophy now is having to respond to studies like this that, that kind of confirm or disconfirm certain theories about mm-hmm. um, how the mind works. And so <clears throat> I'm, I'm kind of curious for you, do you see us moving a little bit farther away from, you know, doing questions about, you know, what, what makes people successful, um, doing those in psychology and actually finding it out versus just um, speculating in, in the philosophical realm? Mm-hmm. Do you think, do you think some, in some ways those are more trustworthy or are you still finding... Um, resistance from people who do equate them with just you know horoscopes and these other um, pseudo-scientific means of, of right. finding out about you.
3: Well, I think there's always going to be people who see strengths as a horoscope. Or, yeah. you know, it, it's never going to be... A, I, I think it is Don Clifton and Gallup's goal, and it's my goal too, that the, you know, if, if the majority of the world knows their strengths, it'll be a different place. Hmm. But right now, the majority of the world would rather focus on weakness. Yeah. Uh, in recent Gallup polls, uh, people would rather focus on fixing weaknesses versus building on strengths. And so, uh, to get back to your question, um, what was your question again? Um, like, you see, <laughs> do you
2: see people trusting like psychological uh, studies more and psychological theories more than than philosophical, um, like either either deduction or speculation on the topic?
3: That's hard to say because um, everybody's going to have their own. I will you know, it's it's psychology majors aren't as easy to convince, uh, to let us take strengths in their classrooms. Really? Whereas other other disciplines are saying, hey, yeah, come teach our students strengths. Um, psychology is a little bit more, eh, you know, this is not a proven assessment yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a psychologist, and I'm not, I'm certainly not bashing that they're, just because they're not taking it doesn't mean they don't believe in it. That's not true at all. It's just they're a little more hesitant because of the
2: the many that have come before
3: right you know um, my question though I'm an activator and I'm pretty cut and dry with a lot of things is instead of saying you know instead of me asking a student what's going to make you successful or how do you see your strengths making you successful I say when was your last success when when was your most recent success Mm -hmm. let's focus on that and then build from there not philosophically what are we going to do in the future it's more of a what are you successful at right now that you're in your everyday schooling? Which class makes you excited? Which relationship with your friends makes you excited? Does your downtime, uh, alone time, does that really motivate you and recharge your battery? Mm-hmm. I want to figure out what makes them motivate or what motivates them. And then let's go from there and figure out a few how we can build on those strengths to f- make them find their future success.
2: Hmm. Well, uh, let's pull in some different comments here. Um, Jed, do, you, do we have any questions from the chat room for Jay?
1: Well, I think that the one thing that, um, <laughs> given, I think, what the comments based on the weakness fixing that we yeah. talked a little bit about, I think that they were actually curious if uh, the, either the, the specific Texas Tech list of strengths was available online anywhere, mm-hmm. as well as the you know, United States or world list of this is you know these are the most common themes is that anything that is available or
3: it's i've got some graphs in my office Um, we don't have it on our website right now we do have a a survey posted at strengthsquest excuse me dot ttu dot edu but it doesn't have the frequency report Um, gallup has released their frequency report and it's an international frequency report of dominant strengths in the u.s just among Everybody who's taken StrengthsFinder Achievers the most dominant. Yeah. Discipline's the least dominant. Um, That's weird in, that I have both in my top five. <laughs> in different countries, it's a different, you know, um, from India to China to the UK, mm-hmm. they've got a frequency of the strengths. Um, I, I You could probably dig for it or be a member of the, the Gallup mm-hmm. Journal um, and maybe get that information, hmm. but... Okay. I want to, can I touch on something you mentioned earlier, Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. As far as the why don't we know our six through thirty-four strengths? Um, what I've been teaching students—this is not scientific. This is my own rendition of of explaining strengths. Mm-hmm. Is I, I think of them as an iceberg almost. If 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 uh, Stephen, if you're an iceberg, your top strength is the input learner, right? Or is it achiever? Uh, input Would, learner. Input learners one yeah. and two. That's the tip of your iceberg. You've mm-hmm. probably been people recognize in that mm-hmm. people recognize that in you before you identified it through strengths finder right right but your 34th strength is deep down in the water it's that base of the iceberg that never gets recognized you never use it it's something that is you have to have a flashlight to look for it some yeah. some diver every now and then pulls it out of you some boss that you might have uh, might pull out your 34th strength and you might use it one day but it's not consistent near perfect every day mm. But a lot of times, I think people who don't know their or who want to know their 34, I wish they could know their six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Yeah, because, because those, those
2: those are the the strengths that uh, you sink ships with. Yeah, there you, you go. You know, the ones that are right <laughs> below the water. Right. You know, nobody really sees them, but they're uh, they can be really effective. <laughs>
3: right. You know, I I, I get um, professors all the time. I've had multiple professors. Who hate their strengths and really don't like the strengths quest because all of their strengths are thinking themes, hmm. the input, the learner, the intellect,ion the analytical, and they get so upset. And I'm like, "But you're a PhD, you're a tenured <laughs> professor here." They're like, "Well, I know that," and they don't see that. But then you know, but they're like, "I want some people strengths." You know, that six, seven, eight, nine, and ten might be their relator or mm-hmm. the individualization or the the more the lovey-dovey, touchy-feely strengths, you know, are the people, the relationship themes. Yeah. And those they, they just don't get to see that in the assessment. You know, they are near perfect at the analytical side of things because of the nature of who they are. But So you think maybe strengths Quest would go to a, a top ten instead of a top five? You know, I think, and I don't know if uh, it, this is one strategy. Again, I've thought about this many times, is don't, uh, if Gallup went ahead and kept with the five, mm-hmm. But then if a student really wants to know their 10 and maybe show some effort, you know, through a paper, through a, a web, you know, a, a webinar like this, something else, then they should be able to request their 10 and retrieve them.
2: I like that. I like
3: that. Idea. You know, if they put in the effort to learn about their strengths and they've shown that they have, you know, utilized the strengths, then let them see their 10, you know. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, uh, Kevin, uh, do we have any additional uh, thoughts from you? Um. Most
3: of the stuff
0: I have is basically parodying Jay because <laughs> I learned all this from him.
2: No, like, but... like, weird polemic position against it this time for you? <laughs> hmm? No, no weird, uh, you know, taking a stance against the issue for you?
0: Eh, I yeah. mean,
2: no. All right. I Brian? got
0: nothing.
1: <laughs> um, I remember reading somewhere when, right after I purchased
2: a code for my sister, um, that you can actually
3: find your 5 to 30 or 6 to 34. you have to pay a lot of money again. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. go to Gallup and do the training, and they'll give you your 34 that way. Okay. Or you can go to an educator workshop. Uh, they're all around the country. You can find them at StrengthsQuest.com, mm-hmm. and they'll give you your 34 there, but that's where they train you on each strength. Um, but it does cost. So, they they make some money mm-hmm. off of it. Um, so sure. it's
1: the educator workshop or the I, because I'm actually looking to going to one. Is it the educator or the advocate workshop?
3: Educators first, and then once you've completed educator, then you go to advocate. But
1: if I went to educator, I'd get all 34. Yes. Yes. <laughs> How much is it? Just educator, educator was 275, and advocate. Well, they aren't offering it right now because I guess
3: they're redoing some stuff right.
1: with it. But mm-hmm. it was two thousand dollars. The last right. one
3: so craziness and it's good material both of them are awesome if you can get to them
1: hmm. and correct me if i'm wrong they did an educator one here at texas tech about
2: three or four years ago
3: yes so so many of the the staff members here at tech were able to gain their 34 strengths by going to the educator workshop here
2: otherwise you'd have to go to where
3: um let's see uh, our assistant director was just in irvine california these past three days Where they're based, right? Uh, No, Gallup is based in Omaha, 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 Nebraska. Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska. There
1: is one in Chicago, uh, Louisville, Omaha. Omaha. Sorry, (laughs) Portland, and the one that I'm looking at going to is in Boulder,
2: Colorado. Okay. Yes, because. Jed is a, a Coloradan. Indeed, I am. <laughs> a Coloradan. Yeah, well, <laughs> We, won't, on your we won't get into that into that debate, the tomato <laughs> tomato debate today. Um, well, okay, we'll we'll start uh, wrapping things up here on Bad Philosophy. Um, any any closing comments from y'all? Uh, starting with the the most quiet guy on the show today, Kevin.
0: As far as closing comments go, I'm really. I think StrengthsQuest Quest is an excellent system. I think the benefits of it are certainly. I mean profound. We, 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 this has basically been um, almost hour-long commercial for StrengthsQuest, <laughs> but that's because we all kind of feel this way. And we do use it, yeah. I mean, something it's... that is useful all the time. Um, the the only downside of it is, and we I think we touched on this a little bit, is that there's a real you can't let it be limiting either. Um, just because you have you know your top five profile, that doesn't mean. You have to be limited by that. Kind of when you talk about your professors saying, well, these are my top five. I don't have, you know, I'm good with people. Why aren't they in there? You do have all the strengths. And this is just a way to, to help you excel in your everyday life. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, good.
1: Jed? Um, one thing I mentioned in the chat room for everybody, and I can't remember if I mentioned it in real life as well, um, <laughs> is, you know, really... Take, if if you've not yet taken the assessment, get out there, take it, buy a, a book. I would recommend uh, Finder 2.0 or Strengths-Based Leadership uh, mm-hmm. are both excellent. Um, but get out there, take the assessment, and really talk to people that, you know, if, you, if you're still skeptical, um, as I was when I first took it, I'm, maybe it's in an analytical person type thing but um you know talk to talk to people you know about it and see if those are actual strengths that they they see you having after you read there's a you know two paragraph description um read that to them say see if they they would agree or disagree and you know i just say you know try it out use it and you know really really give it a shot because it's something that i've I've found, you know, by embracing, say, my input learner combination and, you know, that's something that's really helped me out in academics and my work and just in getting to know people. Mm-hmm. So,
2: mm-hmm. And then uh, from our, our honored guest, Jay, do you have any closing comments?
3: I do. Uh, StrengthsQuest is a wonderful tool. Um, strengths Finder. Uh, if you can buy one of the books, uh, access the code from Texas Tech if you're a tech student. That's wonderful. Yeah, here's strengths-based leadership. Um, the assessment is wonderful. It helps you identify if you're unsure of what your strengths are. But bigger picture, uh, I want students to focus on the bigger picture. Do you get to do what you do best every day? You know, ask yourself that question. If you get to do what you do best every day, And you're in an environment, whether it be work, school, sports, an organization, you know, if that is your outlet to allow you to do what you do best every day, I think you're going to find some hope. There's some, you know, your grades might be better. You might be happier. Your biorhythms might be up. These are all assumptions. But I think that that's, you know, it's knowing yourself and then putting yourself into those environments where you're going to excel or succeed. Hmm.
2: All right. Well, um, we thank all of our guests for being on the show today. Um, we've got a, a few different avenues where uh, y'all can uh, get in touch with the people that are on Bad Philosophy. Uh, starting with Kevin, um, are you still doing Kevin Review Something every day?
0: Uh, theoretically. I haven't <laughs> in a couple of weeks, but um, so it's no. out there when I do update it.
2: Yeah. Well, where can people find that?
0: YouTube.com slash which is the same as my uh, Twitter handle, which is twitter.com
2: slash KevSond. Okay, cool beans. Uh, Jed, where can people uh, find your works and life stream?
1: Um I'd say probably the best is to uh, check out, again, the twitter.com slash Linux. That's L-I-N-N-I-X.
2: I like how you fingerspelled it, too. Yeah, I
1: don't know that anybody can <laughs> see that. But.
2: And... Uh, Jay, where, where can people uh, find out more about you, about StrengthsQuest, about the Career Center?
3: Um, you can either go to careerservices.ttu.edu, uh, www. or uh, you can email me at j.killo and that's jay. dot k i l l o u g h at ttu.edu. Okay,
2: cool. Um, you can follow me at uh, twitter.com/slash. S. Torrance, S-T-O-R-R-E-N-C-E. Um, you can follow the show at twitter.com slash philosophy. I want to thank uh, all of our guests here for being on the show today, Jay especially, um, also for, for letting us record here in the Career Center at Texas Tech University. We should probably um, plug
1: the uh, um, Career Center's Twitter as well. Just to oh, yeah. Uh,
2: career Center is twitter.com slash career center? T-T-U Careers.
3: Careers, I believe. T-T-U
2: Careers, Okay. Um, and Brian we thank you for doing the, the camera work on the show today <laughs> and uh, we thank all of our people in the chat room here uh, stick around we're about to do the, the patented BF post show um, we thank you all for listening uh, please visit our uh, store at zazzle.com if you'd like to get a snazzy t-shirt like I'm wearing here today um, get a close up of that Brian nice and uh, we've got a bunch of different products there. Um, please support the show. Uh, percentage of all of your proceeds uh, will go to us here at Bad Philosophy so we can keep bringing you the good philosophical wankery that we do every week. Uh, we thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time on Bad Philosophy. Look at me, look at me, driving and I won't stop. And it
1: feels so good to be alive and on top. My reach is global, my tower secure, my cause is noble, my power is pure, I can hand out a million vaccinations, or let them all die from exasperation, have them all healed from their lacerations, or have them all killed by assassination, I can make anybody go to prison, just because I don't like them, and I can do anything with no permission, I have it all under my
2: first 46 well this is technically episode 46
0: this is episode 47 episode 46 was last week it, or two weeks ago no
2: it, it wasn't kevin yes because, it was I, no put I, that mean, up. I went back and listened to it and i just i i can't put it up that no put it up i put it up <laughs> from the chat room fight, fight <laughs> fight
0: <laughs> i can ride my bike with no handlebars no handlebars no handle bars. Badphilosophy.com.
1: I should have worn pants. <laughs>